This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. kids do you like pro wrestling we like pro wrestling too this is shake them ropes eight year anniversary and i believe this is the 500th episode or somewhere thereabouts um want to do a little uh personal self uh, uh a little fart smelling here uh first of all anybody who's been here since episode one or two or the early episodes thank you so very much it's been it's I didn't realize it had been eight years. It feels still like four to me, but yes, it's been eight years. We debuted on February 6th, 2014. Uh, Rob McCarron, this is his, uh, this is his baby. I was brought along for the ride and then I just kind of became the permanent co-host. So uh, as always, thanks to Rob McCarron. And uh, especially because I've, I've actually not thanked him enough. Chris Novembrino for taking over for rob when rob decided he no longer wanted to do this um and you've been here <laughs> longer than i ever thought you'd be quite frankly i thought i would have driven you off by now uh personally <laughs> uh, you have your weeks <laughs> well, and, and, and and sometimes i i just need to after the show go and scream in my closet that is soundproof for a little bit but oh, like wait you have a soundproof closet and you don't record yeah. in it what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> Uh, no, I know. I do actually have a soundproof closet and I don't record in it. Because, <laughs> you know, frankly, I, you know, I, I just stopped thinking it really was making a big difference. And so it started <laughs> it started being more about yeah. me being comfortable during the shows. I think you, you could see the ambient, this, the ambient noise, really. <laughs> I think you could see this general change in my demeanor and the increased usage of the bathrobe on air. I just want to be comfortable now. You just I want to become, you've, After, you've reached boomer status now. Well, no, okay. I now have two different podcasts that have 500 plus episodes. Is that a flex? Yeah, it is. I'm flexing. Um, And uh, at this point, I think I've earned bathrobe status that like I, I can just <laughs> wear a bathrobe on air when i want to and i don't need judgment and and good on me really yeah i i want to i want to say <laughs> first I of really, all i'd like to thank yeah. me <laughs> well no you know there's a lot of people i look up to one of which is me i really look up to me <laughs> okay uh anybody who came over from the fightful family when i was over there uh thanks to you thanks to the voices of wrestling for putting up with this nonsense for 500 you know killing the purity of their of their fan base by having jokey mcjokester here doing do, doing his clown show about wwe and domestic wrestling and uh want to send a word of encouragement because uh guys over at the super j cast are a bit down because new japan's having a rough time and they're just like we don't want to do this podcast but we like each other still so joel damon trust me been there many many times many 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 times when booking was bad 
entertain yourselves on the podcast and then people will listen. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I, and, and, you know, Chris has done a show that nobody watched and did a podcast about it. So he understands that too, kind of. Yeah. No, look, uh, some people like the Lucha Underground show, but then like, I didn't, you know, I didn't say people didn't like the Lucha Underground show. I said people didn't watch the, no, Lucha I, no, 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 no. That's what I was about to say is, <laughs> but the feedback I started getting was, so I don't actually watch Lucha Underground, but I enjoy, uh, enjoy the show. Yeah. Well, Cause I, I started making it like a 15 minute type punchy recap thing towards the end there. And like, you know, it, I didn't cause it's only one hour. You don't dwell. It's an easy thing to digest. I mean, like, look, if you need to, change gears like i i think i would advise people for any tips and longevity like don't feel like you need to do 500 of the same show you'll drive mm -hmm. yourself crazy um periodically change what you need the format of the show to be whether you know whether it's been this show or the politics show um changing the formats honestly what keeps me sane and what keeps it fresh and if it's not fresh then uh people you know people will notice that for those of you doing math and wondering how we got to 500 episodes in eight years, uh, pay-per-view live shows. And also uh, there was that, there was that ill, ill-conceived time. I decided to start doing shake them ropes twice a week because I wanted to cover every show that the WWE has put out there. Uh, so I do like a raw NXT show and then I do a SmackDown NXT UK show 205. Yeah. And that was, and then I ended up killing my listenership, which just, <laughs> which wasn't good. But, uh, and, and thanks to all the sponsors over the years. We have two this week uh, Hello Fresh and my bookie coming in with a Super Bowl read. I yellowed a ticket, Chris. I, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I did. I, no, no, like, I, I think what you want is condemnation, but I'm not going to give you that. No, it's, I, it's I think just, it's great. It's, 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 a, it's a tremendous waste of money, and I get that, but I wanted to be in the building if it happened. And, and plus, I've always wanted to go to a Super Bowl, and I'd, I'd, I'd be kicking myself if I didn't go and they won. Uh, and plus, the ladies, the ladies aren't falling over my 810 credit rating, Chris. That's a flex from me. Uh, <laughs> Look at you, man! I, I didn't even know they go that high. Yeah, I. I remember, they, they, I, remember I went. Go, in, you're telling me they go over six hundred. I what did I go? I went in for some kind of loan or something like that. It was a small loan or something. I go, what's your credit rating? Eight ten. They just looked at me like I've never even heard somebody have it at seven hundred. It's like, yeah, look at this. Here you go, USAA. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that doesn't do me any good, and you know. It's just, I, I say to myself, it's just money, even though it was tremendously overpriced. But, you know, we're as my brother, my brother texted me, we're all maggot food eventually. It's like, thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, some, <laughs> no, I think it's great because, like, you know, we were talking before the show and, and I said that one of my regrets was that I didn't go and see the Mavericks when they were in the NBA finals uh, back in 2011 here. Um, and that would have been a lot of fun. And, and everyone's really excited for the big game this week uh, yep. th that's coming up here. I, I was at the grocery store stocking up on groceries after uh, last week's storm, which was more mild than expected, and um, stopped in the bathroom. And uh, there was a nice gentleman who had found himself locked in the bathroom stall. <laughs> he was having just the hardest time. Um, I explained to him how the door latches work, and he came out and we washed our hands and he introduced himself. It turns out he's a passionate Rams fan. Um, and, and he said, Hey, you know, if you've got an extra minute here, Chris, thank you. Thank you for your help. Um, I'd like you to come out and meet my family. And, and I did, you know, I went out, I had, I had some time on my hands. Um, and I met all four of his kids, one, 
two, three, <laughs> and four introduced. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was, it was a wonderful thing. I, I like Wilkins. <laughs> the game unites people. Um, and and I just want to say to you and all the Bengals fans, best of luck. And for the Rams fans, enjoy the game next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going until you said that the guy locked himself in the stall. And then I knew it was a bit. <laughs> you had me going. I thought, oh, it's going to be about like people buying snacks and all these other things. <laughs> just, oh, that was so good. You led me on there. Uh, sad news I'm going to start off with. Um, Candy Divine. It's not a name that a lot of people know, but she's underappreciated in the world of women's wrestling, really, because uh, former four-time AWA women's champion passing away at the age of 63, four-time, uh, I believe, AWA champion, uh, back when the AWA was really pushing women's wrestling, but they only had like four women who ever cycled in there. It was Wendy Richter, Sherry Martell, Medusa Michelli, who were all much bigger stars at one point or another. And then Candy Devine also in there. She also competed in global. I remember her in Smoky Mountain as well. And also the USWA. She was also a mainstay in Herb Abrams UWF in the 90s, uh, along with, uh, I believe, Jacqueline and, and Ivory were both part of that crew as well. Um, and even even getting some time when they uh, signed, uh, when WWE signed old Medusa Magelli under the Alundra Blaze name, uh, doing some prelim work for her. So, uh you know, she's not a household name, but I, I do think she is somewhat important in terms of no other territory was really doing a lot of good women's wrestling. It was a lot of, you know, TNA and rolling around on the mat. And I think Misty Blue was one of them. You had Dark Journey in there. Uh, Missy Hyatt would occasionally wrestle, I think. But, you know, it wasn't really serious stuff except for the AWA in in some ways so uh, I, I just thought I'd, I'd give that little note of, of history I, I have nothing to add that's cool uh getting into the news uh most of the news this week is all uh talent related in some way uh the former ring of honor women's champ also seen recently on impact dropping that title Roxy has reportedly been offered a WWE contract really like Roxy a lot Good luck to her in the four years of trying to get over because she's not a six foot blonde. <laughs> and then maybe eventually something catches on. Good wrestling will get you so far in the WWE, but she's not the type. And it's one of those weird things. I get the dream. I get the dream because everybody grew up on W and this is the dream, you know, and maybe the money is very, very good. It's just one of those things where I think it's going to be an uphill climb for her. Yeah, I agree. I, I I also I think with this younger generation too, um, why not wait and just see if WWE is more amenable to you five years down the road? Here, um, I, I the current regime isn't going to be there forever. Yeah, and and you oftentimes only have one chance on that big stage, so better to wait for future monetization. I, although I mean, again. I am very sympathetic to that's the dream growing up, right? Yeah. Want to be and that's the biggest company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that, just still my long game dog. thought is that. Yeah. WWE is still the big dog. And, and we forget that sometimes because we're in this bubble and we're, a lot of us are rooting for AEW to become a, a viable, strong competitor. To, but dude, WWE is still Coca-Cola on the shelf in the soda aisle. And it gets a lot of shelf space, even if we don't like the product all that much. So but I like Roxy a lot. I, the stuff I saw from her in Ring of Honor was really good. Um, 
I'm wondering who <laughs> my fear is she gets there. She gets sent to NXT and she's doing, you know, she's laying down for, for like, uh, uh, daddy's girl, Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Stratton, Tiffany Stratton and people like that, you know, lash, what, what, <laughs> whatever lashes, lash, lash legend, is. man, is you know, these names better than I do. I, I, you know, I, it's just, I'm passionate about the product You're passionate about NXT, you and three people. Congratulations. No, it, it, look, NXT. I love the blue, yellow, green, purple, red, chartreuse brand because they're fantastic you're a a deadhead i knew it i i am am a bit of a deadhead no i'm not i actually hate the dead what are you talking about (laughs) why no there's some things i'm willing to joke about here hawkins but like one thing i'm not willing to joke about is the jerry your hatred is your hair jerry garcia is a wildly overrated guitar player (laughs) at best mediocre on his good nights like above average oh i got that little i got the dagger in under the armor there i used to like like, there's certain things we have agreed to not bring (laughs) on to the air and that was a low blow i I continue continue your show no continue your show it's fine it's fine uh AEW signing three three talents this week, as we saw on Dynamite. Actually, two signed and then one signed after the show. Switchblade Jay White, Keith Lee making his debut, and uh, AQA after the match with Jade Cargill getting signed with with AEW. Uh, AQA known to people who are fans of the aforementioned NXT as a. Uh, uh, Zeta Ramir. Zeta yeah, Ramir, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I am a fan. I yeah. I I got I caught a little heat from uh from uh uh from people in my DM when I said you know NXT had drastically misused her and it's like well and you know I had heard you know oh she's on the fast track to the main roster I'm like well if she was on the fast track to the main roster they would have kept her I know she had some injuries but the fact is a month after that big she had the big TV win over Tony Storm before Tony Storm got called up. Right. And right. then, in, and then in the month afterwards, she lost three times. She lost to like Mercedes Martinez, Sarai, and I believe in a tag match with, uh, um, uh, against Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Yeah. Right. Right. She was the, so, uh, so they never the capitalized team. on the big win and it just drove me nuts. I like her. That match against Jade was, was dreadful. Um, okay, but the only good part of that match was a shooting Jay- star. No, right, and 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 like AQA made that match, which was a horrible yes. garbage piece of crap match. Um, Jade Garfield's still really bad. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm well, gonna, the, I, the, well, the well, the referee is just yelling spots at both of them during the yeah. entire match. Yeah, which, I know, I, I I know, but like AQA needs a- some seasoning. She was trained by Booker T, but she still needs a little bit of seasoning here. I agree on that too, but she's the only thing that made that match passable, which was an otherwise dreadful match. Uh, uh, the, the Jade Cargill standard. Do we want to go into the other two, or do we want to wait for the Lazy River? Uh, what are the other two? Jay well, White uh, and Keith Lee. Oh, Which we can hit them up in the. We'll hit them up in the lace. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then finally, in the news, not it's light news week this week, kids. But uh, just two ratings things of notes because Raw, you can't you can't judge that because it was on a totally different channel. It was on Sci Fi because because the 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 Winter Games in China. Which is oh, a rating flop. Which is a rating that skiing flop. Looked like such fun, Hawkins. Oh. Uh, who, who, who among us doesn't dream of skiing out by a nuclear power plant? You know what? Life? You know who doesn't dream of skiing next to a nuclear power plant and not getting a dry run to learn the course before you get to do it? And you're an Olympic athlete. 
And so you end up falling on all your runs because you don't know the course. It just, this, this thing's a disaster in a lot of ways, but you know, I haven't watched any of it either, which I'm disappointed in myself a little, but I'm doing it on principle, doing it on principle. But <laughs> I, I like, see, I like to tell myself that too, because sometimes I'm doing something and it's honestly for much more flimsy reasons. You, you ever do that? You ever do something? I still on fl- but I'm still and, but, but, but then, but then, then I cover it up by saying I'm doing this on principle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it makes it just makes my position seems much stronger. Actually, I just haven't had time to watch it to be honest with you, but I do want to watch me some women's hockey and some curling. So, uh, AEW this week up one million one hundred twenty nine thousand viewers in the demo. It was five hundred forty one thousand, a point four one, the highest total viewership since September twenty ninth. Pretty good sign. The other end of that spectrum, NXT, four hundred thousand viewers. Chris, can you guess how many in the demo? Well, I, I want to start by saying there's a lot of disloyalty, obviously, for the red, green, blue chartreuse <laughs> brand. Um, and I would say in the demo, maybe about 75,000 viewers. You are low, actually. It's about 100,000, but only about 25% of the people <laughs> watching NXT, the youth-oriented brand, are in the actual demo. This means olds are what watch it. people like me and i'm not the you know i'm not i'm not yet in wwe's demo not old enough for that yet i'm close but my god what, what do they see in this thing because there's some good in it don't get me wrong but at the same time it's not a it's not a complete watch at all for me i mean oh. you can i can cherry pick things i like but as an actual television show that's two hours of my time I, I just, I can't sometimes. And, and it's just, I think I, a lot of people are saying, because we're up for, we're up for renewal of TV contracts very, very soon that Fox might bail on the SmackDown gig to put something else in there. I, I have my doubts. Look, was it as much as SmackDown is the only one that does halfway decent numbers. It does decent day. numbers, but it's, it's value over replacement. You sure. know, they're, yeah, they're yeah. still, no, I agree on there's that. some in the Fox organization. They're still pining over, you know, Tim Allen's sitcom. That was, and, and, and that old person sitcom that they had following it, that was getting like, I think it was getting like four to 5 million a night and and this is only on friday night on a friday you know it was doing crazy numbers yeah it was doing it was doing insane people love them from tim allen uh but yeah uh i still think nxt's uh, law and order reruns or chicago fire med (laughs) bureau i want to see like chicago bureaucracy and it's just like the accounting the, the comp Controller, Chicago Comptroller, and we have a drama revolving around the Comptroller in the city of Chicago. That because that's all they're replaying on USA these days are are those types of shows, and they 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 rank higher than NXT Live every area. The Sunday Night Law and Order SVU gets just as much as NXT. I believe it. Okay, I believe it. I, no, I mean. I, I have made this argument for a long time that WWE's really good numbers need to be rated against what the baseline numbers are for both of these networks. And I think when you do that, you get to a much more honest assessment of how useful is this. And that's where AEW, I think, really cleans up. This is a show that has a unique audience that does have a value over replacement in a way that it doesn't feel like wwe or uh 
either yeah AEW's problem is they don't feel accessible to me no I think that, and, and, no. I'll, and also there's some there are some issues with character and story development we'll yes, break it the yeah. lazy river yeah. But, uh, yeah for sure closing up the news uh the news desk i guess uh time for our first sponsor my bookie your team might have missed the big game this year mine didn't ha 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 but my bookies double deposit bonus make sure you won't with tons of exciting prop bets to choose from there are hundreds of options to make this your most exciting super bowl party yet sign up at my bookie now use our promo code ropes ropes to have your first deposit matched instantly so you can get in on all the action of super bowl 56 between the los angeles rams and your cincinnati bengals our cincinnati bengals did you want to make a Rams joke? It's not like you're yeah, no, no. In. Rams fans, I just want to remind you real quickly. My bookie only takes real traditional dollars. So actually, I think they my, take Bitcoin too, and they'll take Bitcoin as well. But but if you're at home making NFTs on a Post-it note with a permanent <laughs> marker, they won't accept that Monopoly money or money that you found in other board games. They won't accept that. You have to use real traditional dollars. But if you're looking for some action, my bookie would be happy to have you. They're accepting Rams fans and Bengals fans alike, and yeah. they'll ha- they'll happily slow down every explanation for you guys they have a they have a feature called rams speed let me get back uh, which, to the let me get back to the okay, okay. <laughs> the, the only way to watch the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it and my bookie gives you everything you need to do it from betting the opening coin toss to the linkedin national anthem super bowl prop bets are a great way for the entire party to get some skin in the big game oh real quickly just uh, want to remind rams fans there are two sides to the coin so it's it, you, you can't just go with heads. Keep in mind, tails is nearly as likely to come up as heads. Now with my bookie, they're giving you the chance to call your own shot by submitting your own Super Bowl prop bet to be featured on site for the big game. All you have to do is comment on the my bookie Twitter page at my bookie to get your prop bet featured. Don't miss out. Head to my bookie and double your first deposit up to one thousand dollars using our promo code Ropes. Place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the Super Bowl. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Uh, yeah, I looked at some of the some of the bets. I would be I'd be hammering unders on a lot of these. Uh, you know, it's gonna be fun. Prop bets are a lot more fun than betting money line for me because I have an emotional investment in this game. Uh, I, I have to check to see if they, they are betting on the national anthem this year, because I thought last year people got hammered because the, because the, uh, cause it, it's because the national anthem's recorded. It's not sung live and the, and the time leaked. So, so I think a lot of, a lot of very rich people lost a lot, a lot of money on that. <laughs> Rams but, fans. That's, that's the flag song. That's the flag song. Thank you, Chris. And now because we don't have a lot to do this week because uh, next weekend's the, uh, the Saudi Arabia spectacular. It's the lazy river of wrestling criticism. Anything we watched in the world of professional wrestling from any company we want, we're going to talk about right now. Probably going to be a little bit more extended than usual because of the lack of news this week. But Chris, the honor is yours, sir. Oh, man where to begin you know what i'm just gonna i'll begin with smackdown tonight uh okay boy uh wildly surprised at the quality of work in the naomi and yes. charlotte match I, I just for by wwe standards massive over delivery one of the better matches that they've had like non-pay-per-view 
in, in a long time on any of the programs that they had. I, I thought Naomi looked great here. I loved the finish of this match. I thought it, even though it still had that WWE, we do our finishers or whatever, I just thought it was kind of cleverly laid out the way that they, they got there. Minus the, the chop block spot didn't look as clean as it could. Yeah. And yeah, there was yeah. also there was also a little bit I think that the pausing there before she did the 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 second hip check or the, whatever the, the yes. feel the glow thing there's a little bit of a, a shaky part in there but overall I mean I said I think this is the best main roster Naomi match I've seen to be honest yeah. with you oh yeah um, I, I, that's fair to say and Charlotte even did some pretty damn good selling I thought here she's never really required to sell all that much unless she's in a match with you know your Becky's your your Rondas your Sasha's. I thought she did a good job here. My, my only issue with this match, number one, as I, as I said before, this is the annual in February Naomi push that's not going to lead to anything, which sucks because this, this match alone, if they had just left the finish alone and maybe had Naomi be heartbroken by the entire thing, it would have been like Becky versus Sasha at that one NXT takeover. She would have gotten over, I think, if they had just let it, emotionally resonate a bit here and let it breathe a little bit here. But instead we get, so we get Sonia and Sonia's right. getting the heat with Charlotte. And then it all, all of this, all of that great work they did to build up Naomi here was then to put shine on Rhonda. And we don't need to put shine on Rhonda because we already know the match at WrestleMania. We have two months to build the match to WrestleMania. And if, Felt like this could have been done two weeks in advance or two weeks later or whatever to set up a tag match between Sonya and Charlotte and Naomi and Ronda because we know that's what that's leading to. But it was just like I'm watching this and I'm watching the crowd react and the crowd's buying half of these these falls and and they're really and that's really the mark of a really good match is when you think there might be a title change when you weren't expecting it and then they took all that goodwill. And then they just gave it to somebody else pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, I think one of the big problems here too, is I have a hard time imagining Rhonda and Charlotte delivers at the level of uh, Naomi and Charlotte here. So Ooh. Th yeah, that's I, interesting. Yeah. I, I think, I think the Rhonda match is going to have a hard time getting to the level of Naomi's match that she just had here. And so I, I, I thought that was a mistake. I don't think the making the save spot really helped baby Rhonda too no. much. And, and if anything, uh, I would have, if we needed to do a save Naomi spot, I would have had Zia Lee, the, uh, the protector come out and just sort of advance that protector gimmick by running off uh, Charlotte and Sonya Deville, not to set up a match anytime soon or whatever, or actually maybe to set up a match along the way for this Zia Lee or for uh, this Ronda Rousey match. Um, but I just wouldn't have had Ronda involved in this finish at all. I don't but I, I think they did that as a panic move. I think they're worried that Ronda is not connecting with fans. Maybe, but they definitely did to get the crowd pop for Ronda, and then people would yeah. go home happy that they got to see Ronda after Naomi lost. It's just one of those things where, you know, I I know we, we I know there's a lot of Twitter accounts that make fun of of WWE always wanting the heat, the heat, the heat, the heat. I, just the the Sonya. Charlotte beatdown, I think, would have been enough. Um, if you wanted to do it that way, I still would have just let this linger after the match and see see how the crowd reacted to Naomi after that, just so that you have something afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. She had a really nice match here. I just don't see this going anywhere. Uh, I'll stay on SmackDown 
because uh, there are two other things that caught my eye on the show. Uh, this report from Fightful Select about the New Day being reunited, or that that Vince now wants to reunite them because the the he misses the magic that's there. But at the same time, that they're uh, I, I think I think that story is it because again on SmackDown tonight they own, they did not introduce him as the New Day. They introduced him as Kofi and Big E again. I, I think the loss is supposed to be the conduit to to bringing them together. I thought that was, but Cesaro not even getting an entrance shocked me a bit like he got the he got the uh he got the currently in the ring cesaro i i find everything that they've been doing with biggie and kofi to be weird and strange and like like they clearly have no direction for these guys um cesaro and mistreatment of cesaro what what's new like this is this is what we do with cesaro like we we periodically every two to three years right. move him down to the lower mid card uh, yeah. for reasons inexplicable. And then people remember that he's a wonderful wrestler. They are taping SmackDown for next week tonight. Um, I will not give spoilers out of, out of respect for everybody who likes watching it live. Uh, but something happens on the show. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Chris, go ahead and pick something else. If you want. Okay. Um, staying on SmackDown, I guess we'll just, we'll just kind of okay. keep moving through here. I, you know, I didn't hate the Roman Reigns sit down interview. Um, uh, I'm going to Goldberg Goldberg. I mean, I, I think that like, there's a real chance that that actually happens during the match. And I think that would actually be good for Roman Reigns' character. Um, I, did, I did laugh because you knew Vince had to get the dig in. This was a, there was a lot of Vince babying on this show. In yeah. subtle ways and, and overt ways, because there was there was the the you know I have this note from Mr. McMahon who says he cannot stand corrupt WWE officials. Like, of course, Vince is babying himself for this, but also just the the, the Roman line. Um, WCW would still be in WCW would still there. be in existence if I were still if if I had been there. Yeah. 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 No. Um. I, I I thought that was fine. Uh, Goldberg for his part, I thought that that promo was pretty rocky um i i didn't a little think... there's they're still towing that line between that you remember that like i think it was the second time he came back maybe it was the first time where he was really good on the mic yeah and it was almost like we found out goldberg was entertaining on this run and now they're kind of now they're now it's like oh, this is the fifth sixth time we brought him back let's give him a new edge or something like that it's like it's not uh, it, it's not really working i mean i also just think goldberg at this stage of the game saying you're going to see the old goldberg it rings hollow. He doesn't look the same as he did when he came back five years ago or four years ago. Now. Right. No, yeah. I mean, he looked, I mean, he's has to be upper fifties, maybe. Yeah. 60 yeah. He, I mean, for a guy, his age, he looks, he looks incredible. great, he but looks I don't incredible. want, but, yeah, but, yeah. but he's not, but this is, this is a member berries federation. And whenever yeah. they bring somebody old or not old, but somebody who used to be there, they have to be at their peak. Otherwise, Otherwise, it becomes the, the you know the law of diminishing returns, and they keep doing this. But you know, this is mostly for Saudi Arabia. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, but you know, I, I thought uh, for what it was, I thought it was fine. Um, that's all I got. Okay, I'm thinking about just wrapping up everything WWE slash NXT before we get into AEW. That, that sure, I don't I'm be... fine with that. Uh, I I did watch uh, I did watch NXT this week, and uh, I really liked that grizzled young veterans Creed brothers match. Oh sure, quite that's a fantastic. bit. I, I, what are we going to do with the grizzled young veterans? Because I think if you brought them up to SmackDown or raw, they get over getting heat 
with with Zach Gibson talking to the crowd. I do. I think you know that that you know if he's if he's running down the Yanks or whatever he's gonna do. I mean, he can get that team heat on the mic as a heel team. I just don't. I don't think they. Number one, they don't like tag teams, but I think they're lost in this version of NXT. Quite frankly, I do too. And it's it's weird just because like they're not. I mean, they they're well, actually- when they were brought over, that tag team division was fantastic, and you were really looking forward to the, the ways that they could intermingle in that tag team division. But I mean, this is a real testament to talent. Really, only can get a company so far. Like you had a lot of talented people in that tag team division, and the booking and the in-ring storytelling is just sort of like not there right now. Um, the creeds continue to be like a really bright spot. Um, I, I, I have long been singing the praises of Julius Creed. Um, I think you just see more and more attitude out of that guy every week. I, um, I like them, but again, it's, it's one of these things. The wrong Creed brother is the better Creed brother in their, in their eyes. I think. Uh, the yes, short, I, stocky they, one. They is, like, is they the like one. Brutus. They like Brutus. They like although, Brutus although, although what's interesting is that the, they pinned Brutus and they didn't pin Julius. So I don't know. Um, uh, that that's the. I remember a couple weeks ago they had Brutus lose and he got pinned uh, by Imperium and I was like, yeah, oh, interesting. Um, Julius was and Julius was in there trying to make the save. Um, Julius is the guy. I like Brutus. Brutus is fine. I like Brutus. Uh, it, Julius it, is, is is advancing a lot faster to me. Yeah. I mean, he ha- he has personality. He has good roar spots. I I loved the ending of that match where he's just no, I, I got the pin here, mm-hmm. and of course Malcolm Bivens is just fantastic. He yes. just he makes the entire package. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to the Dusty Finals. It, it, I mean, this is the first match in the actual tournament that actually did something for me, which I really liked it. But I, I like uh, MSK and 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 uh, and the Creed Brothers. I think that's going to be an interesting match. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it it just has like the MSK guys are the right size uh, for the Creed Brothers um, to throw. Yes, to throw around. <laughs> I, and not, I mean, I don't think they're going to do this, but boy, uh, especially with the Creed brothers being very over right now, this is the greatest time to turn MSK heel. Um, like, like I, I continue to that West, that West Lee, most grading dude in the world. Uh, like it's like Matt Riddle on overdrive. More grading, West Lee or Jerry Garcia? West Lee, Jerry <laughs> Garcia is at least it, it's the the dead are grading. As like a as a unit. Their fan base are grading. That's also true, but like yes. the the music, like the vamping is grading. But like Jerry Garcia seems like he'd be a pretty pleasant dude to be around. Wesley like seems like he'd be like, "Yo, what's going on, bro?" Like all, all the time. <laughs> Although that Riddle partnership was perfect for MS. Oh no, it's perfect. It's it's perfect for them. I I'm not denying that. It's okay. just. I mean, I also kind of think Riddle makes sense as a heel. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm torn There's a on way this to because... do him as a stoner baby face, but the way they present him is much more naturally a heel to me. Yeah, but they're never going to turn that flip that switch where he's just a killer MMA guy. You know, who just, you know, I, I, you know, character development, not not WWE strength. I mean, you're you're a one note guy. Until they find something that works, and then you're that note forever, pretty much. Unless you're Roman Reigns, and then you get an arc, you know, which is is depressing to me because it's like I would love to see, you know, bro stoner dude 
you know, learn all these things from Randy Orton and then just become a more Randy Orton than Randy Orton ever could be. You know? yeah, right. Wouldn't it be great if like, yeah, he was like the, the stoner like version of Randy Orton where like nothing phased him seemingly. And he like seemed to be, Oh no, he, he could be the stoner, but he only does that to calm down due to right. his rage issues. <laughs> like head in the cl- like, yeah, but like every when he snaps out of the head in the clouds mode, it's just like assassin. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I mean, we can dream. Um, anything else in NXT you want to hit up? Oh yeah, I bet you there's at least one more thing you want to talk about in NXT. Karen Chew. Yeah, that's what I figured. Or Wendy Chew. Wendy Chew. Yeah. Still love her. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I mean, I thought the wrong person won in this match. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, just... I didn't understand that at all, but it's 50, 50 crap. It's, yeah. it's they're done to yeah. the 50, 50 with her. Look, she is, she is the stupid palate cleanser that I need on this show. That, that is a bunch of goofballs that they take way too seriously at times. And I just, I, I loved Becky Lynch's tweet where she goes, I want, I want Wendy Chu in the elimination chamber. <laughs> and I'm like thinking about that. I'm like, she could fall asleep in the pod. She could climb up to the top of the pod and take a nap. Yeah. I'm kind of here for that kind of ridiculousness in a super serious match like that. I, I am, but uh, yeah, no, she's, she, this is her niche. I mean, Roxy is a serious wrestler. Karen Q is a fantastic comedy wrestler. She just is. And so that's a place where I want somebody like her to work for 30 years and get all the money because that's pretty much, I mean, that's somewhere where you, I just want people to be able to go somewhere and find their niche. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I I have no, I mean, look, you need to have, people in the middle of the card and these sorts of yes gimmicks. like the world important. needs ditch the world needs andre chases and the world needs yeah, yeah. like windy the, the, yeah these characters are good um i i mean i just look uh i i think especially when you come up with a good character like an andre chase or like a windy chew or whatever you, it's not about making them win a title or anything no. it's just about making sure that every time they have a match it's really entertaining yes and, that, like, and also not the feeding them too much and making them stupid yep, yeah. yep. Not beating them too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I have nothing else for NXT. Okay, cool. Uh, where do you want to go next? Well, uh, since we got through Raw and and, and NXT and everything else, do you, I mean, I had nothing for NXT UK because I, I, I did not watch it, unfortunately. I didn't have time. Uh, so the world of AEW, I guess, would be the where we would go. And Well, you know, be, before that, Hawkins. Oh, okay. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, I thought you might have forgotten, but here we are. I, I didn't, I didn't forget. You okay. know, you, 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 I mean, you, you, I feel like maybe you had forgotten. Nope. No, no, no. Well, good, good. I, I, so I've written a new theme song. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have. I have. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, the transition could have went a little smoother. I didn't yes, realize. it could have. <laughs> yeah, no, the pedal board wasn't plugged in, Hawkins. I don't need your judge. You don't. You don't understand how tough it is. To I be just able... love you saying the obvious. The transition could have been smoother. Well, yes, yeah. No, yes, it, it could have been. It could have been. It could have been. But you know what I want to say? I want to say, hello. Is it fresh you're looking for? <laughs> hello, fresh. <laughs> What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. 
skips trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help out with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week so that you get the convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in the long holiday lines. Uh, it's not the holidays anymore, but you know, like, look, Valentine's Day is coming up. Who knows? It, it could be a big one this week. Uh, and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. Now, Hawkins, you got your HelloFresh care package this week. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and what do you think of it? Um, here's, here's what I really, really like. I am number one. I am not an adventurous cook, so to speak. Um, and, and by adventurous, I mean, uh, I don't buy a lot of vegetables. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where uh, the pre-portioned ingredients and things like that works for me because I would never buy, you know, a, a lot of, you know, some of the spices that they use or some of the, um, like I, I have no reason to buy a lot of cucumbers. Okay. I just don't. I like pickles. I don't buy a lot of cucumbers. I don't buy a lot of carrots. I don't buy a lot of potatoes. I am a meat and cheese kind of guy with occasionally some lettuce and tomato on top. That that's pretty much my diet uh, as I've been avoiding carbs of late. But, but for this, I, 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 uh, I did some, some adventurous eating. I am not a man who would normally cook something like couscous, Chris, but I cooked some couscous, Chris. Wow. And you I like you, 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 oh, you did. I you did. Cooked, you cooked couscous. They gave me couscous as a side dish with some chicken. And I had never had couscous before. I haven't had, you know, it's it's not one of those things I've actually sought out to have before. Because I'm just like, why why would I go out to eat couscous? Because, you know, whatever. But that's what HelloFresh does for me is they kind of expanded my horizons a little bit as to what I would try and what I would not try. Because Generally, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to spend a lot of money on something like couscous, Chris, because otherwise, and what if I don't like it? Then I've spent twelve dollars on couscous, Chris. Yeah, no. I look. You, you're trying to save money, not spend money. Hello, exactly. is seventy-two percent cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And if you're Hawkins and you buy really expensive rice and couscous products, oh, oh yeah, uh, that's me. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're that kind of guy, this this can actually save you even more than that, because again, you have weird consumptive habits where you're paying for I don't know what what's like gold milled grain or whatever. I, I don't I don't understand. Well, let me get to the the proteins are fantastic. The uh, meats that they have uh, are uh, just uh, absolutely fantastic. Nice. Yeah. No. I, I see. We've got recipes like hibachi sweet soy bavette steak and shrimp. Like if you're kind of not into uh, meat too, and they also have white cheddar wonder burgers as well. So having those tomorrow. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, that see. was one. That was one of the meals they gave me. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um. So look, if you want to get in on this, you got to go to hellofresh.com slash vow sixteen. Uh, that's Val 16, but I don't want to confuse the Rams fans. So I'm going to spell out the promo code here. V O W that's the double V uh, one six. Um, and you'll use that code for up to 16 free meals. That's where the one six comes from and three free gifts. Um, so make sure to check that out. Hellofresh.com slash V O W 16. 
Use that code VAL16 for up to 16 free meals. And that's that's what I want to say. I just want to say, hello! <laughs> All right. I hope your parents enjoy your hello fresh. <laughs> Me too. I, <laughs> I love you, mom. <laughs> yes, I may have given uh I have the I have Chris's parents' it's address. Not his, it's not his fault. I just get most of my mail over there. So yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure the packages arrive. Yeah, well, maybe they'll fix you dinner on Sunday. It'll be hello fresh. It'll be great. <laughs> right. I haven't heard from them yet on it, but you know, I'm assuming they got it. And yeah, if, yeah you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I, I <laughs> oh, Lionel Richie, what are you doing? Um, for I'm going to start in our AEW department with Dynamite and the very first segment. I am going to celebrate heel celebrations. It is a lost art form, Chris. It is one of those things where, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's, oh, birthday cake, heel comes out, baby face ruins it. You know, crowd pops or whatever, but there is something special. And we, we had this happen when we did our uh, Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler uh, retrospective where, and, and this was a big thing in Memphis, you would have the heels get their moment. And it is such an underappreciated and underutilized plot point in the overarching or overarching arc. You know, the star Wars trilogy would not be as, fondly remembered i think unless unless the empire won that second movie in some ways you know you have to let the bad guys occasionally win a battle because then that makes the good guys winning the war so much more satisfying and i i adored this i did the cardboard cutouts yeah it was somewhat of a of a of a way to get uh wardlow over more and more as a baby face because he's not respect him more but let's also give some credit to sean spears as their knucklehead flunky in the pinnacle because the irony is they've tried to rebrand sean spears as tough guy sean spears gave some people advice that funny didn't make money and uh he's fantastic at being funny and being a goof and being 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 a disingenuous stooge for people. I thought his facials here were fantastic. His, his, his leering next to Justin Roberts, having to read the intro was fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I loved, uh, I liked the punk part. I liked when uh, Tony Schiavone had to get up and give him the mic as opposed to punk, just coming out with the mic. I thought that was a nice little touch to that story too. I liked the threatening of a beating with bats and, you know, Hey, Wardlow, you got any brains you'd leave right now i thought that was a nice little beat of the story i i just loved this entire opening segment quite frankly uh the mjf's i mean like his entrance is just great uh yes. I mean, oh that oh with the with with the platform and the one woman who gives him the peck on the, the one woman who gives him the peck on the cheek and the other one who just sticks her tongue down his throat yeah, yeah apparently she's, she's his girlfriend too. no like that that's great nice, nice placement of that nice uh nice girlfriend service to by mjf class act mm-hmm. um and yeah i liked all that stuff on my only knock on it kind of building on my critique last week is i just think they've mishandled the wardlow storyline um yes i would and, agree 
And, and I actually, I, I would, I'll go further on that. Like, it's like so weird. You know, he's facing Blade, or he faced Blade this week. Next week, he's facing Max Caster, which I just thought was like the most baffling of all the people on the roster to pair him with. Like the acclaimed are really like one of the worst acts because they're a heel act that's also moving towards kind of a baby face tweener status. Yeah. Um, I thought like Blade Butcher next week would actually have been like a, per you know, if Butcher was available, would be like a perfect, but like Wardlow needs, to, especially if you're going to make him a baby face, Wardlow needs to be going against clear heel enhancement matches. And while Caster's, it's, a heel, he's like a cool heel. It's a dangerous game to play because it's almost like everybody is allowed to know that Wardlow is getting a babyface push, except the characters themselves involved in the story, MJF and Wardlow. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's one of those weird things where everybody's in on it, except the people who are actually, you know, it, it, it's a little too... Well, I don't know. I, I think, especially after watching Sting and Darby a couple of weeks ago, where that acclaim that acclaimed interaction with Sting and Darby didn't necessarily go as hot for Sting and Darby in terms of like clear polarization. Right. I, I mean, I just in my head the second I saw that billing on Rampage, I was like, man, I could see the powerbomb symphony on Max Caster being met with like ambivalence towards slight negativity of like, hey, stop powerbombing Max Caster. We like this guy. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, because the whole point about the Powerbomb Symphony is uh, it's brutal. And so it really only works when it's either a nameless, faceless Scrubzo Magoo who's getting like wiped off the face of the earth or someone like Blade who is a clear heel and you feel no like, oh, poor Blade as he's getting like obliterated. Um, yeah. I, Max Caster, um, it, it'd be the same way with Bowens. Um, I, I think uh, in both cases, it would actually work against the story they're trying to tell with Wardlow, which I think is just a couple of beats behind where it needed to be. I, I, I think like a member of the gun club here wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, right, 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 right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I and especially if you're going to make Wardlow so standoffish now, too, yeah. I, I, I just I think that's the other part. I, I had one problem with like Wardlow being so obviously standoffish during the MJF celebration, I think was just a little bit. I mean, it made MJF look a little stupid. Like okay. he doesn't realize that he's got like a wolf in the in the door, you know, in the fold or whatever. Fox in the hen house. Yeah, yeah. I, I got what you're saying. Uh, pick something from AEW that you wanted to talk about. All right, let's uh, let's go into Dynamite. First of all, I, I just broadly speaking, this Dynamite show is really good. It was really good. It was really good. There's only um, one misfire for me, and we talked. About oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So next, I would say the uh, inner circle team meeting here. Um, let's go into this. <laughs> okay. God, God. Um, uh, Jericho can't keep his heel and baby face work work straight from month to month or week to week to the point where it's it's i mean episode to episode uh he is yes. sort of a baby face on commentary on rampage but then like he oscillates back to this attendance is mandatory but even when he's explaining the situation with the uh, santana ortiz on the mic while on commentary and rampage, he's doing it in this almost babyface way, but he was being a total heel during this promo. And I like all this stinks. Like I, I I'm just I'm very checked out on Jericho. Can um, I bring up another thing that he's doing that's driving me insane? Sure. Is that is that this is like late stage when he was a special attraction, WWF Jericho. 
where when he every time he's on camera now, he's trying to get a new phrase or a new gimmick over for a T-shirt because that influencer thing is death. He's calling himself the influencer. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were talking about the influencer thing. It's just it's it's like that Rudy Tootie Booty thing he was doing. Oh yeah, that's right. That's in in right. WWE, where it's like every time I go on camera now, I'm trying to try and get a new phrase or something, a new T-shirt to get that money, get that sweet lucre. And I'm just like, okay, but no, like like the the, the snapping at Sammy didn't make sense in context no that just came out of nowhere right like it, it was it was just like shut the hell up sammy like oh, oh okay All it's right. he's become unhinged even though he was in the right last week for everything because power and powerful were not acting you know that's like, like that's the, the worst part like now he's the bad guy this week even yeah. though like yeah like like and proud and powerful still have not watched the videotape um from the match like they still have no idea how they won that match hager not doing anything it's like i, I would have liked a little bit of character development for hager here as to how he felt about everybody else you know even if he is just going to be dumb muscle for jericho that's fine but they also had um uh the, the thing that that got me was the line of you know every time we had had, had a chance at the tag team titles you stepped in and I don't think that was true necessarily, but the way they could have gotten around that was describing about, because I believe La Sex Gods did get a tag team title shot at one point, you know, him and Sammy. I, I think I think if they had just played up the, you know, every time there was a big tag team match, it always ended up being you and Sammy instead of us. I think that would have been a little bit better than, than how they did, because that was a little bit like, I was trying to think, okay. But what, you know, I bet you they didn't want to do that because they wanted to have Sammy be dead in the middle. Yeah. Like, like, like that. I mean, it, there's just so many plot holes here in this inner circle storyline. And I, I mean, I'm just way over caring about the inner circle. Um, right. I mean, if anything, like the best thing that happened in all of that was Sammy took off his colors and he basically was the first one to quit. Because to me, if the inner circle story is not working around Sammy Guevara at this point, what is the point of this? Like the, the big problem here is that the breakups all centered around proud and powerful when really it should all be centered around Sammy becoming bigger than this group at this point, that he likes these guys, but he's outgrown them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so, I'm going to be happy to see them all go their separate ways. Cause I never thought them. look, the inner circle should have dissolved after, after blood and guts. I, I think yeah, we're all right. in agreement for that, but yeah. Um, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <sighs> Anything else on the inner circle you want to talk about? No, I'm done okay. on the inner circle. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let me let me then wax about the other <laughs> just fantastic thing on this show. <laughs> Kazunite. Thank you. Uh, FTR versus Punk and Moxley. 
Ooh, what a fantastic match this was. Finally, I, th- I think FTR got to lead a little bit more as compared. To, look, there's no doubt. We talked about here their chemistry with the Lucha Brothers, not very good. Um, and you can you can probably speculate as to why or you know i think there's probably some communications issues maybe it was depending on who wanted to lead but this was pure tag team 1987 uh match i i i adored the hell out of this thing uh a little surprising that mox was the partner i thought this was gonna be where they debuted keith lee originally but they did that uh earlier in the show uh but the match itself was great we got a veggie we got a midnight express vegematic in here um, a couple of the spots made me hold my breath, like the, uh, the tope spot where they're holding up, uh, punk and, and Mox comes out and lands on all three of them. That, that made me hold my breath a little bit more, but as, as well as, uh, I, look, y'all know I'm a Tully Blanchard fan. The coming in there, just hitting him with the jacket and punk, just laughing at it. that is straight out of the JJ Dillon school of 1980s interference right there. And uh, look, he, he did, he didn't go up smooth for the, for the GTS, but he got up there and he took it and he died, which is the exact thing a, a manager should do at this point. But man, I, I, I absolutely love this match. Yeah. I, I just thought that this match didn't overstay its welcome. I thought that Moxley and Punk were like a real great television tag team it was something new and fresh that we hadn't seen before in the ring apparently ever uh from what i was seeing and that it just it it felt like when they signed guys like john moxley brian danielson cm punk these are the moments that i am here for and this is these are the moments that i want out of them and so i and i found a number of you know, like what Danielson's been doing, I've not necessarily been like all all over. Um, Punk sort of hit or miss. I like. I mean, I think Punk's great, but like, I, I think this MJF program's kind of like. I mean, dude, it's been going on a long time now. At this point, like, like we sort of ran out of story to tell a minute ago. I get that we still have now this this defeat in Chicago to build around, but like I, the the feud itself, it lost steam several weeks ago for me. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the good match, um. What I'm looking for are moments like this. I want Moxley and Punk and and uh, Danielson in a faction together. You know, I, I I mean, they're all these guys from the last decade who have, in my opinion, unfinished business because the industry that they were working in, WWE, the company they were working for, um, was not utilizing them to the best of their individual abilities. Uh, and I so did like I, Danielson. I enjoyed this match. Danielson's wrap-up promo tonight on Rampage was really good about him wanting a relationship versus a one-night stand. I thought that was clever. Yeah, I liked that too. That was good. Yeah, so I, I guess my thought here on the title match, it was really – they worked hard. I know Adam Page is bleeding during these title defenses and all that, but just no intrigue in this story. The – outcome was never meaningfully in doubt um it would have been bad to have adam page be seriously in peril against lance archer given the shakiness of the the title run thus far but this is also not fun and it wasn't even really that fun to watch him finally overcome lance archer because you didn't really hate lance archer during this feud either like i, I this this was just 
I feel bad for Paige because he's killing himself for stories that are just not killing it. Yeah, the most intriguing part of this match was the whole Jake Roberts interplay, where he wanted to uh, he wanted to do the uh, the DDT, and 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 Archer said no, and then eventually uh, and then eventually Paige got the DDT on 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 Archer. That w- that was the most intriguing part, and then <laughs> Jake just flipped him off, you know, just did that eh, whatever type of thing. So we had two debuts in AEW this week. Um, both hyped. One, well, actually, one was hyped, and then one was actually, I mean, and it was also not delivered as they said it was because it was going to be Tony Khan's going to make a big announcement and somebody's going to sign a contract and come through the forbidden door and slam it. And there was none of that, but we did have two debuts, one of which, the first of which was Keith Lee. Uh, the Keith Lee Isaiah Cassie match, pretty good. I thought uh, he looks comfortable in AEW where he looked, I mean, you watched him in WWE and he looked uncomfortable, but there's always that thing with me and it's just a personal preference type of thing. Keith Lee's going to get to do what Keith Lee wants to do in AEW. And that's good in some ways, but, and I said this on, on the dynamite show that I do, Chris, I, I said, Keith Lee has a bit of a Brody Lee problem. He's a big guy who likes doing small guy moves. He likes doing the aerial stuff. And look, I love me some headhunters. I loved watching them do like, uh, you know, big guys doing moonsaults. I'm here for that. Bam, bam, Bigelow, Vader, the whole deal. But at the same time for me, I, I he doesn't do enough power stuff for my liking in some ways. And, and I think the way that he's working right now, he's going to break down a lot quicker. Like I, I want more. I want, I actually kind of want more Vader out of him to be honest with you, but I know that that's probably not what I'm going to get. So I guess I should be happy because he's going to be happy here but at the same time. It, 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 uh, am I off on this in any way? Because no, it, to- I, I think that what you have in Keith Lee, in my opinion, is like a baby face Vader at, in its best presentation. And like, this is a guy who, if I, but he's not violent it, enough to be to be. I, 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 I get you. I get you. Let me close the circuit here. Um, if I, I want to enjoy when the latency's not kicking in, you, you have to see it's a it's a, pre- a treasured commodity here tonight. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would have Keith Lee be on a trajectory where ultimately he's going to be the guy to face off against MJF in the first like major feud when MJF's the the champion. Um, I'm assuming at some point MJF's going to beat Paige. Uh, and I would be trying to build up Keith Lee as a juggernaut and see if there's like a real like land swell underneath Keith Lee to see Keith Lee in a main event picture. Yeah. Um, I, I know they're like, oh, we're putting him in the TNT slot. I think that's very unambitious. I think Keith Lee, like when I saw him this week, especially compared to a lot of the guys on the roster, Keith Lee looks like a heavyweight champion. The rest yes. of the guys look like a mid mid card champions. Yeah, I, I would agree. I loved the power bomb spot after catching him on the outside. I thought that was a great uh, post match. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Look, Isaiah Cassie flew for the guy, and and you know, and we got to see the greatest hits of Keith Lee. That's great. No longer Bearcat, also a good thing. Um, is it? Is it? <laughs> it oh yes, yes, it's very. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that Bearcat. It's not quite slapjack level in terms of gimmick, <laughs> but like. 
I just thought there's a lot of tread left on the Bearcat tires. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got he. I mean, he look. I mean, look, he 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 worked that crowd before the match. I mean, he did all the. He played all the indie hits where it's like you know, bask in his glory and let him let him conduct the crowd and let him get himself over. He's gonna be fine in that in that respect. Uh, the other one is Jay White, former new IWGP heavyweight champion, I believe. Jay White. Uh, Jay White, who has been working impact and in indies here in the States. And boy, between the between the debut and the appearance on Rampage, I, I have some concerns. I do. I, he's gonna have to cut some promos, man. He is gonna, have, I mean, look, he is a great wrestler. He's smooth, but I I kind of put him in that same category as as like a Dolph Ziggler in some ways. He's he's very, very smooth but he doesn't bring the violence enough for me a little bit. Um, you know, he, he is a, he is a product of, of new Japan post Nakamura to me. And, and that's what a lot of new Japan is for me right now. Um, and I just think, I mean, having him be almost a stooge for Adam Cole is a bad idea here. Yeah. I just don't like the, the Cole pairing. And I think, you know, when you get a guy who's been an IWGP champion, your goal with his presentation right now is heat him up for a feud with Adam page. I think having Jay white be Adam pages first real point of resistance. Um, that's got some real intrigue to it, but I think that that works better if Jay white's just coming in from out of nowhere and we don't really know where Jay white's loyal. I mean, I I actually kind of think that this whole, bullet club thing is going to be a bit of a swerve and we're going to see Jay White's going to be his own own man or something like that. But I still would have just had him right on a collision course with page right from, right from day one. Yeah. I just, I, the, the, the little ta-da cameo in the middle of days of our lives, bullet club just didn't, yeah. just didn't really, it, it didn't do it for me quite frankly. Um, no, I, now I also call him jacked up miles teller and I can't unsee it now because because he looks like actor miles teller, but just really kind of buff. <laughs> I, I see. I see him as uh, like it's basically Neville. If you like, took the Neville beauty factor and raised it up two points. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's go to something else that we both just kind of got real shocked on. I think we can end on this as, as well. The uh, we, we're watching Rampage, and it gets to the Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander, uh, recap. And Statlander pulls this line out. If you behave like that as a child, no longer your parents gave up on you or gave you up. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What did you just Did you just pull? A, a, oh, and you were adopted. <laughs> like you're on a playground of some kind. This is not something for your whimsical baby face female and your whimsical baby face stable to say in a feud necessarily there are there are lines where you can get heat that one makes you a heel chris well yeah and like i mean the whole you're a bad person because your parents are bad people like that it's exonerative like it makes the heel sympathetic it makes you a heel and then worse still it makes the heel the person you're kind of rooting for like okay yeah, yeah. she's angry and bitter but we know why yeah she wanted to kick some ass yeah she, yeah. Has a, she has a chip on her shoulder now but she's she's entitled to it and she's just like oh my god Wait, she's, 
So yeah, she's a dick, but she's trying to prove something to herself because her parents didn't love her and they put her up for adoption. Like oh. it, it, it makes Layla Hurst the baby face. It makes Statlander sort of the heel, and and they were already sort of casting against size um, here. And I mean, like you and I were talking before the show, the like the best friends. That faction's just quickly turning into like a crappy version of the Adams family, man. Like with Danhausen <laughs> and. Uh, Statlander and Orange Cassidy's kind of like a cool version of Cousin It. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, the, the, Morticia and Gomez, I guess, would be Rocky Romero and Tremperetta. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, 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 the Rapongi Vice Young Bucks match, it, it was second match on a PWG card for me. It wasn't, it wasn't particularly anything direct home about but it was still solid. It just, there's no heat on it. It was play the hits and, and we'll get there. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 that, that line, I just went, Oh my God, what? Um, and I think we went over everything else on, on, on rampage. That was worth going over. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought that, you know, some of the uh, enhancement matches here went a little long in the tooth, like uh, the uh, Rebecca the rampage. Oh yeah, Rebecca uh, Rampage too. Yeah, yeah Robin. Whatever. It was Robin, Robin Rampage. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, the Hook match I think is fine, but here, right. Hook's another guy where it's like, I don't know what their plan is because, like, I, I mean, Hook versus Sammy seems like, yes, it would theoretically be hot because they're both two hot baby faces, but like, don't you want to keep Hook on a trajectory where he's just like annihilating people every episode I don't yeah know. and they're keeping him away from the rest of team taz because it feels like they're doing a baby face push with him which is more a problem with character development again it's like what do we want this guy to be right now in, in this sense wwe and aew do have this like one parallel like that hey i'm not i don't want it to seem like i aw is clearly the better show right now but right. the inconsistent characterization of baby faces and heels um it catches up to you it makes the characters less interesting and, and like I have no sort of delusions that WWE is going to change their ways, but like AEW, especially to be the alternative, really does need to be better on steady characterization. I'll give one other interesting note. I forgot if it was on Dark or Dark Elevation, but uh, there was a match in there between two NXT cast-offs that I found. Well, it wasn't a great match by any means, but it was fascinating to me in some ways, just the staging. It was uh, Danielle Camella, the former uh, Vanessa Bourne, uh, who got brought up to the main roster and then never used and never put on TV. And, and we, we commented on this. She was like hanging out in Scottsdale the entire pandemic and never going back on the road or going back to Orlando to do tapings or anything like that. And would occasionally pop into Austin for like an acting audition, which was weird. I think she'd make a fantastic manager. She's not a really great wrestler and she's getting a little, um, she she has she has some veteran years under her let's put it this way i think she's in her early to mid 30s right now uh take on the uh rechristened killer marina Schifrin, old fight from fight and play which uh you know she's one of ronda's horsewomen she she knows mixed martial arts it's interesting in a, in a federation that already has layla hirsch in it and a couple other shooters uh, and even getting Paige Van Zant involved in angles now, it, it's it'll be interesting if you can uh, if you can uh, if you can ride the wave of yet another shooter type female in there. I think they're always welcome in this type of sport, and especially in these AEW dark type shows, which are just kind of doing squash matches enhancement. You're doing some character building in here, but not a lot of it per se uh, outside the ring. It's mostly that in ring. Here, here's this person, and they're 
doing kind of a squash match, but the other person's getting some, some offense in it, which, you know, makes it seem a little 50, 50 at times, but it was just an interesting, uh, it was an interesting matchup to me in some ways. Yeah. Um, I don't really have like, a no, that, of, no, no, yeah. no. You don't need to comment on that. I got nothing else. We'll close up the lazy river, call it a night get these technical difficulties out of the way uh i'd like to thank our sponsors my bookie and uh and hello fresh my bookie use code ropes double your deposit up to one thousand dollars hellofresh.com slash vow 16 for 16 free meals and or, or up to 16 free meals and free shipping i believe it was uh this has uh been shake them ropes 500th episode i'm crap game 13 on twitter you can follow the show at Shake Them Rose, part of the Voices of Wrestling family. Please listen to any and all of our shows on our network. Chris can be followed on the Twitterverse at DWATG. He does a show called, ironically enough, DWATG stands for something. It stands for Don't Worry About the Government. He's going to tell you about it now. Don't Worry About the Government dropped an episode earlier this week or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash DWATG. Uh, I was on Matt Lewis in the news talking Ukraine recently as well. Um, I may get in here at some point this next week and record stuff as the Ukraine situation continues to develop. I'm, I'm on that jag right now. So if you want to hear my thoughts on foreign policy stuff, uh, by all means, check out Don't Worry About the Government. Probably sprinkle a little bit of domestic news in here, but uh, we're watching this Russia situation. We're watching this Russia situation. Here's to eight more years. <laughs> You're contracted, Chris. You have to do eight oh, more okay. Years oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.